In today's show, it's a cheeky mock draft. Nine cat, 12 teams. I'm picking at number one in this mock draft. We're going to do it really fast. Hopefully, we bang it out in like 30, 40 minutes. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I'm going to try and smash this out. We're doing 30 seconds per pick because I want to do a series of mock drafts where I pick from each of the first 12 positions. It's a bunch of drafts, and I'm not going to necessarily pick who I would always take in that spot because you know sometimes James Harden will fall to eight, so I might end up picking him at four, five, six, seven, eight. And I don't think that's realistic. So I'm just going to try and go with whoever's at the top of the draft board. Go by ADP. So hopefully we get 12 unique starting players across this series of drafts and see how the draft plays out from there. Um, Yeah, that's what we're going to do. So I don't know if my voice is going to let me do the let's get it on Gilly, but we'll do that in a second. Because I'm going to tell you that BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. You can find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game. We've got NFL Week 4 coming up. We'll have a look. The Giants and the Bears. That sounds like a battle of something. The Giants are three-point favorites in that one over at BetOnline. And the total is 38.5, and they might struggle to get there. So we'll see all of those action, all that action, college football, if you listen to this before some of those late games kick off, all of that is over at BetOnline. And they're also your number one spot for live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games, sports, and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and even the old stick and bowl, golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to find out more. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right, we're going to get into this draft room. So, should I try it? No, I don't think my voice is ready. Let's just do it anyway. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Ha-ha. All right, I'm picking at one. I don't know why people sign up for mock drafts and then don't turn up multiple times. Then I get replacements in, and then they don't turn up. But we've got, hey, he's here. We had Pickle that wasn't here, but he's here. We are ready to go. 12 teams, fast draft. All right, let's um, let's start. I'm at number one. You know what's happening? Yep, it is. It is Big Chungus going at number one. Big, big chungus, big chungus, big chungus, big, big. All right, so what is going to happen after that? I expect we'll get Giannis in there at two. I've got Zach Hanshu from Roto World in this draft. I slotted him at 10 because otherwise if I put him at two, he was going to take Torres Halliburton. So I'm going to put him at 10 and see what happens there. Harden goes at three after Giannis. So Jokic, Giannis, and Harden. Um, that number three spot will often be Embiid, it'll be Durant, it'll be um, Doncic at times, it'll be Harden at times, but it's a pretty standard top five here. Jokic, Giannis, Harden, Embiid, Doncic. At pick three, I think there are four distinct options that you can go with. 
And I think we, we over-obsess about what happens in the first round. I think it's clear at number one. It's clear at number two. There's four guys that you can interchange for the next group, and there's like four or five guys or six guys that you interchange after that. And then we over-focus on pairings as well. I think you just don't want to screw it up. You know, it's There's multiple good options you can use. You just don't want to screw it up. Uh, after Embiid, Doncic at five, Durant at six, Ball at seven. You might think that's a little early for Lamella. I think it's totally fine. Uh, as I said, you could have Steph there. You could have Trey there. You could have Lillard there if you want. Um, numerous guys could go in that position. <clears throat> so Jimmy Butthead was in the draft, and now he's dropped out, and he's going to auto-pick. Sick. Um, I don't know what that was. It's so frustrating. Anyway, Lillard goes at eight, which is a totally fine pick. Oh, Tatum's the other one. Pickle, um, yeah, so he's got Tatum, Curry, Towns, Trey, even LeBron, Halliburton. Um, they're probably the guys we're looking at in this spot. Well, they're the guys I'd be looking at. Anyway, probably wouldn't take Kyrie here. To me, he's an early second round. I'm pretty excited about um, some upside value for Kyrie this season, um, but I, I wouldn't want that risk early on. Trey goes at nine. Zach, there is no doubt he has taken Tyrese Halliburton. I guarantee you 100% it's Halliburton going there. Oh, there you go. What a shock that is. Halliburton goes at 10. You've got Andy over here. Um, he takes Tatum at 11. It's a strong pick. This is why I like the end of the, this first round because yeah, AJ Kuth, who's going to get Steph and Towns, probably. He took Steph at 12. And then there's Towns. There's Kyrie. Um, there's so many good options at this 12, 13 spot. So who else has he got about? LeBron's there. Um, it's a really, really good spot, I think, at that end of the first round. Like Curry and Towns, really good. You've got Kyrie still available. LeBron's still there. And then you get into the iffy section. So this 5 to 9 or 5 to 10 range is pretty rough because then you get into, oh, do I take Kawhi? Do I take Paul George? Where do I take Kyrie? Is Anthony Davis an option here? Do I reach for K? Do I reach for Anthony Edwards? There's so many weird picks there. As we said, Davis just went at 14. Edwards at 15. So again, Zach's just really... I think he's taking those guys at absolute ceiling, which is not really something... Like, I, I get it, but I, in the first couple of rounds, I want some safety in floor, and I don't think the floor is necessarily there. But they're the guys he wants. He's got a strategy, and we are going to have him on the show with ADP battles, a bunch of ADP battles coming next week as well. LeBron goes at pick whatever that is. Um, we're up to pick 18. And that's 16 for LeBron, 17 for Paul George. I'm really interested in Paul George this season. I don't expect the yeah, the injury to be an issue from last year. He was fine. He played at the end of the year. Um, Booker goes next at number 18. And then I think I'm going to have an opportunity to take Kawhi. And I think if he's available to me at 24, I will take him. Again, with Jokic there, who doesn't come in with an injury history. Doesn't mean he can't get hurt, of course. But I think the value of Kawhi at 24 is really strong. It's a good spot for Kyrie as well. Kyrie goes at 19. I would have gone a few spots higher there. I probably would have taken Kyrie ahead of Booker and George and probably LeBron and almost definitely Anthony Edwards. And, and I would have taken him ahead of Davis as well. Remember the dearth of blocks this season. If you don't get some block guys, you can be in real trouble. Um, I think what I think what I'm gonna probably target here. Well, Siakam goes there. It's pretty early for Pascal, but um, that's at pick twenty. Um, yeah, I think I'll be looking at maybe a Kawhi and a Fred Van Vliet. I wouldn't want to take Kawhi and Butler. I think that's too much miss games risk, but they're both options there for sure. I think Sabonis could be an option for me as well to really stack some rebounds as well as getting above average assists from that position. 
DeJounte Murray goes at 21 after Siakam at 20. I think both those guys are maybe marginally too early. Cade at 22, I like it, but there is risk in it. There's definitely risk in that. And it does look like I'm going to be able to get Kawhi, and I'm okay with that. The other guy is Jar, but I'm not going to take Jar because, again, injury risk. But assists are super valuable. We know that. Um, hmm. All right, so then my Sabonis option is gone. So I'm just going to wind the clock a little bit here while I just talk what I'm going to do. Kawhi is going to be my first pick. So we'll throw him into the queue. And then my second pick is probably, again, ooh, yeah, let's take Kawhi. I think I might go with Bam. Hmm. Or do I take Chrissy Paul? Huh. I might take Bam. Bameth out of bio. Where's his name on this list? All right. I might take Bam here. All right. It's a weird spot. I don't like that 24-25 spot. I could have gone Van Vliet. He was another option for me. I'm a little worried about minutes and knees and all that sort of stuff. Um, Kawhi is my real injury risk sort of guy here, of course. And that's... Yeah, Bam missed a bunch of time last year, but it was a thumb issue. It's not a recurring injury. Doesn't mean he can't get hurt again, of course. Um, this is such a popular pairing, and I've done this before as well with with the second pick. Giannis at two, Sabonis in the second round, and then Gobert in the third round. You could easily switch Sabonis and Gobert, but the Giannis-Gobert pairing is, is really, really strong. I pick... Three in the third round, that's pick 27 overall. It's Jimmy Butler. That pairs with Harden and Cunningham. I get it. Porzingis goes next. I like Porzingis in round three. I took him in round three in a third round reversal at this pick, so not at 29. I think it was at 34. He's easily a top 20 per game guy, uh, but there's obviously inherent risk there. But he's got him beating Porzingis. But... Again, getting blocks and doubling down on blocks. He's going to be a strong block team. Cool Jays man's going to be a strong block team. It's hard to get blocks. So they'd be hoping they can get Turner in the next round. And Derek Derrickson, I would think yeah, maybe Turner goes to Andy down at the end here. And then he can really yeah, get him in there and keep him away from Cool Jays man. Garland goes next at 29. Van Vliet at 30. I think there's some value there in Van Vliet for sure. Again, he was someone I was considering. But I wanted to get myself some rebounds. Rebounds are the sneaky category that falls away. We know that points and assists are really hard to come by. But rebounds are one, if you don't concentrate on, they're gone. They're so hard to get, and it sort of falls off a cliff. Now, I still need to make sure I'm paying attention to my points because they're not super strong. And to my assists, they're not super strong. Um, they're okay, but they're not super strong. But you know, I've got some rebound value, and now I'll try and get some point guards in this range. 31 is Brad Beal. He's going anywhere from like 29 to 42, 43. So he goes in the middle of this um, of this round. And now we are up to pick 32. We are getting through this pretty quickly. Jimmy Bucket, what did he do? Did he auto-draft? Oh, he, did, he's all, he just got through there. Chris Paul um, at 32. Chris Paul, the value there is in assists. The risk is in age, and the risk is in turning into a punt points team because we've seen his usage, his three-point shooting, his scoring all drop off pretty dramatically uh, the last couple of years. Don Mitchell. Don Mitchell going at 33. He's Don. He's good. I think what's important to remember about Mitchell is that prior to last year, he'd never been a top 40 player, and he did that basically by upping his steal rate. So if the steals don't stick high, he's probably not going to hit this number, especially with a presumed reduction in usage 
and probably an assist rate heading to Cleveland. After Mitchell goes Morant at 34, which I know Zach loves Morant, he probably would have been debating him, I reckon, almost where he took Anthony Edwards. So he's one of his guys that he loves getting, and it's okay value. Again, points and assists are important, and they're harder to get, and that's what Jar brings. And he lacks in other areas, in steals and threes, and some yeah, free throw percentage can be subpar, and injuries can be a risk, but he brings points and assists. Aiton goes at 35, the only reason that Aiton has some value there is probably just the lack of centers, but I don't expect a big breakout from Aiton. And then at 36, it's Drew Holiday, just super safe pick at that spot. Really hard to get too down on that sort of selection. And then he rounds it out with Jared Allen, a guy that I think I think that's fine there. I'm not sure there's any upside for him to get significantly better than last season, but I also don't see any downside really. And again, we look at it. If you want to compete in blocks, you've got to get him. Because after this round, Miles Turner's going to be gone. And then you're really in trouble, aren't you? Because Jaron's hurt. Rob Williams is hurt. Like, it's really hard. Shea Gildas-Alexander, that could be amazing value at 38. Um, this is a probable top 24 player on a per-game basis. He might miss a week or two to start the season. But it is really good value there. Evan Mobley, good shot blocker. Um, in some cases, I think he's going too early, but you know, we look, Zach just profiles so young. He wants the youngness. He, that sounds rude. He wants the, the upside Halliburton third year, Edwards third year, Morant fourth year, fifth, fourth year, fifth year, fourth year, Morant, um, Mobley second year. He's going super young and all It's not the reverse Dan Bespris. Um, Nick Vucevic goes next. It's Vucevic. It's Nick Vucevic. 40, good spot, good rebounding, not a shot blocker. Again, there are a lot of centers, much like me getting Bam. Yeah, they don't block shots. And Jokic, they don't block shots. Yeah, I'll get Nurkic later on, doesn't block shots. Chris Middleton, good pick there at 41. That's just rock solid. Upside, absolutely none. Floor, really solid, really strong. Yes, he'll miss a week or two to start the year, but it's totally fine. Um, Zion at 42. I actually love it. I don't love it on this team. It doesn't make a ton of sense on this team. But I think Zion legitimately is a second, third round guy. Anyone who's got a bad free throw guy, the Doncic team, could have taken him in round three. The Giannis team could have taken him in round three. I think he's going to be an absolutely monstrous player. And one of the things I think we really need to focus on a lot in um, head-to-head leagues is drafting for player strengths. Weaknesses are important, and you've got to make sure it's not counteracting your, counteracting your other player's strengths. People go, well, Zion only helps you in four categories. Yeah, but he kills him. He kills them in those categories. And then you can deal with some of those discrepancies in other spots. So I'm more looking at, and again, it's sort of the not antithesis of punting where people try and often go into a punt situation and go, I want the guys who are bad in these categories. But what you want to do is you want to get the guys who are good in other categories. That's what you want to do. You want to build strengths. You want to build positives instead of uh, attacking negatives. I hope that makes sense. Levine at 43. Scotland Barnes at 44. I think that's actually okay for Barnes. Has he got upside to get better than that? Yeah. Consistency was a problem for him at times last season, but that's good. Good spot. Rozier at 45 is solid. DeRozan at 46 is really good. And I better stop talking too much here because it is my pick coming up. De'Aaron Fox, that would have been a good pick for me. All right, so let's get some assists here. Oh, no, there's not many assist guys left. Huh. Um, I'm going to take Ingram. I, was, I am debating Ben Simmons. All right, my free throws aren't the strongest. 
Ingram, draft now. Huh. Now what do I do? I need assists. Is it too early? Because he's not going to come back to me. I need assists. I've bumped him up in my projections a little bit. I'm going to surprise people here and take Jalen Brunson. I just want assists. And yeah, Fox would have been a target for me, um, but he's gone, obviously. So I want assists. So that is early for Brunson. It's very early. But I don't pick again until pick 72, and he wouldn't be there. And that's the thing on, on the turn. Yeah, look, Simmons went, mm, probably, oh, probably should have leaned into that. Um, Valanchunas goes at, Simmons at 50, Valanchunas at 51. Jonas Vasilinovasas. The other thing to remember is once you head into these middle rounds, around 3, 4, 5, through to 10 or 11, whatever, the difference between a player at 30 and a player at 50 is marginal. Between 50 and 90 is marginal. Like It, it is marginal. It's the difference between the guy at five and the guy at 30 is the same as the guy between 30 and 100, roughly. It's it's a marginal difference, right? So while we can debate, oh, it's too early for Brunson. Oh, it's too late for Zion. Oh, it's too early for Giddy who just went. Yeah, Jalen Brown at 52, Giddy at 53. Yeah, the, the All it takes is like 0.2 extra steals or three extra points or two extra free throw attempts. Uh, to, to change this stuff wildly. There goes the double royal, Julius Randle. So Giddy at 53, Randle at 54. Okay. Probably a bit early for me on Randle. Des Bain at 55. Strong, good threes. Usage will be helped a little bit by Jaron being out to help stabilize it. But it's just going to come down to whatever that dickhead Dylan Brooks does, really, in terms of taking shots away. What can Bain actually bring elsewise? Elsewise? Not the right word. Can he get steals? Can he start to get four assists, five assists? I'm not sure. After Des Bain is Ananobi at 56. I love OG Ananobi. He's just someone I just never get. I feel like he just goes way earlier than I'm interested in taking him. But what about Scarlett? Stop, OG. Uh, You better stop, OG. Um, So that's annoying. Still happy with how my team looks. Good rebounds, good assists, good steals, good field goals, solid free throws, solid scoring. I've got no blocks and that's fine. I've got no threes and that's also fine. Can deal with those. Let's see who's going to be... Ooh, CJ and then Shingun. The delicate dancer goes next. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. I think we're getting a little early on Shingun. A, a, 58's not it's not terrible. Vassell at 59, they're probably a little early, both of those ones. Um the other one who's interesting here is Jalen Green, I think might be sliding somewhat. <clears throat> His ability to score is super valuable in this point. Now he's not going to make it back to me, but it's interesting that he's still there. Oh, there he goes. He goes at pick 60 to round out round five. I know that he struggled last season, but I expect an Anthony Edwards-esque second season. Probably without the same steal volume that uh, Edwards had. So, how are we looking time-wise here? Oh, we going all right? I don't know if we'll get it done in 35. We might. But it's definitely not going to be an hour. We know that much. Calden Johnson at 61. Not particularly worried about the shoulder injury for him. It's a bit annoying, and hopefully it pushes him back to be in a more valuable position in a draft. But he goes at 61. He's going to have good usage. We know he lacks in steals and blocks. 
Three-point volume is going to be interesting to watch. Can he do anything assist-wise? I, I don't know. Bunkero at 62. Ooh. Like, it's early. Oh, I like Paolo, but in the 70s more for me. Um, just back onto Zach's team. Another second-year guy in Shingun. Let's see. Does he go super young again? Who's his super young guy? Maxi? I reckon he takes Tyrese Maxi as a third-year player. No, holy shit, Zach. What are you... Zach, I cannot wait to debate you. Keegan Murray, that is just... It's too early, mate. Like, it's it's too early. That is absolute, absolute, I think, ceiling. I'm going to have the funnest ADP battle with him. It's going to be great. But that is... Well, he's got a strategy, and he sticks to it. Give me every young person in the world. Again, sounds really shifty, but that's what we're talking about here. Bridges goes at 64. Mikhail Bridges, that is. Still don't know what's going on with Miles Bridges. The... Deadline for qualifying offers is today. And at the time of me recording this, he hasn't signed it. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I'll see. I'll keep an eye on it as we're going through this, but he hasn't signed it. Someone in the chat here, Jack says, Oh, there's someone we forgot about. Yeah, Miles Turner. Yeah, that is very late for Miles Turner. Um, Turner at 65, John Collins at 66, Pirtle at 67. So there's a couple of good block guys in Pirtle and Turner. That was that was too late for Turner. It did slip my mind that he um, was still available. I wasn't going to take him because it wasn't sort of fitting what I was doing. But one of these other guys should have grabbed him. The, the Gobert team or the Porzingis team or um, one of those guys. So after Pirtle at 67 goes the headmaster, Jamal Murray at 68. <clears throat> And who is getting picked for, sorry, at 69? Giggity. Oh, yeah. I like Jamal Murray there. Remember all that panic? Doomsayers? Oh, he's not going to be ready for the season. He's going to play mid-20 minutes. Like, he's fine. Like, I don't know. I'm happy to be, I was happy that I was on the right side of that. Um, Markkinen goes at 69. Nurkic at 70. These people in this mock draft will follow me, obviously. Um, so they're sort of, up to date on what I think or how I value players. In a lot of drafts, marketing will slide 30 spots lower than this. Nurkic at 70, Tyrese Maxi at 71. Oh, it's my pick. Jesus Christ. I better like start working out what I'm doing here. What do I need? Points and assists. Points and assists. Um, You know what? I love him. I don't, but let's do it. Cousin Kevin Porter Jr. Points and assists. Now I need some steals. Who is going to be the big fella that provides that for me? And some rebounds. This is... You know what? Let's go rookie. Let's go Jabari Smith Jr. Rebounds, blocks, bad field goals, but I think I can I think I can be okay with that. Um, <clears throat> and that's Kevin Porter at 72, Jabari Smith at 73. I could have gone Jalen Smith there. Franz Wagner, D'Angelo Russell, other options as well in that spot. Um, but I decided not to, obviously. Maga Porter Jr. goes at 74. D'Angelo Russell at 75. That's a really strong pick. Like, when we're talking this area, like, there's risk in me taking Jabari Smith here. Um, but I'm okay with taking an upside crack when I think most of my other guys are relatively solid. But Russell in this area, D'Angelo Russell, is just a really solid floor guy, I think. And there's a little bit of upside, but he's really solid floor. I'd say the same for Marcus Smart, who just went at 76 as well. Draymond at 77. <clears throat> we know what he provides. 
Your points are like RIP, like they're dead. Like that's the problem with him. But he's got some other lower scorers. Josh Giddy's not a high scorer. Um, Scotty Barnes, not the highest scorer, which is going to be interesting how it balances out with Doncic and Siakam and Garland and Murray, whose value is in their points. Is he got enough to balance that? Don't know. The guy that took Pirtle last round is taking Wendell Carter Jr. at 78. I just worry that um, Mosley plays Bumba too much. He shouldn't if he wants to win games, but does he want to win games? Um, I don't know. Got the injured guys. At the top of my board at the moment are the injured guys, Rob Williams and Jaron Jackson. Um, if, again, if I am one of these guys with blocks, yeah, I take them because when they come back, it's going to help me a lot. But I don't, probably don't take them until round nine. Rob Williams, I'm really worried about, by the way. PJ Washington Jr., he's creeping up and up and up. Like, you could got him at 110, 120 a couple of weeks ago. He went at 79 here. And while that seems early, I'm not sure that it is. The run on rebounds, like, that is where we, we it gets difficult. Like, Al Horford going there, that's another one where RIP your points. But he's going to play a big role with Gallinari out, with Williams out. He's going to be solid. Look at these centers here. This is where I tell you, rebounds dry up. Look at this. Green... Carter, Washington, Horford, Capella. If you wanted rebounds, good luck. They just all they all went. The other guy who's hanging around is the Crucifix. He's a good rebounder, Christian Wood. He's a strong one. He'll be at least in discussions for me when we get back to my team because my free throws are okay, but you know, he, he's sort of helpful. I, I do need another um, assist guy. I'll put Colin Sexton into that list. I know he's not the greatest assist guy, but he'll be helpful there. Jalen Smith goes to Zach at 82. What a shocker. Zach took a young player. And Clay goes at 83. There's no problem with Jalen Smith at 82, by the way. I was debating him when I took Jabari Smith, but I think Jabari Smith's ability to get steals was more beneficial to me than Jalen Smith's blocking. We've got the three rookies off the board. I don't expect any others to go in the top 100, and none should. It's Keegan, it's Paolo, it's Jabari. Obviously, Chet would have, but he's not here. Um, and then Jordy Poole goes at 84. Jordan Poole will go up 50 in some drafts. He'll go at 60. I'm going to talk about Jared, with Jared Johnson about that. He's a big pool guy this season. Um, 84 is about fine to me. But it, like I said, anywhere between... If 55 and 85 or 55 and 95, whatever, those guys are so smushed. So if you want to take him at 55 or 60, sure. If you if he slides to 80, it's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world, I don't think. Yeah, Franz Wagner goes at 85. Could have gone 20 spots earlier. Could go 15 spots later. His value is interesting. And then there goes Christian Wood at 86. So Zach is just scurrying, trying to find someone younger than 24 here. Can he find it? Who's he going to take? Simons? Simons, Bay. It's got to be someone in their on their rookie contract still. That's how it works, Zach. I know you're not here to defend yourself, but you love it. You take it. That's what she said. No, I've lost my mind. Ah, oh, he did take Sadiq Bay. Had to be a rookie contract player. The depressed penis goes. People love hyping this guy up. Oh, we've got the best version of Sadiq. What does that actually mean? Right. Be very wary about reading media day and preseason reports because it's all gonna to fit together. Not everyone can have the best season of their life. Just people no one's gonna say, you know what, he looks terrible. He's gonna be dreadful and he's gonna have a massive drop off. No one says that. So after Bay does go Colin Sexton, which is annoying because I would have taken him had he fallen to me at pick ninety six. It was probably unlikely. Budrick Heald goes at eighty nine. Great value in Indiana could just fall off completely if he does end up on the Lakers. And that is the worry. And I guess that's part of the worry as to why Miles Turner fell. But this guy, Jimmy Butthead, took both Miles and Buddy. He could be in a world of hurt there. Gordy Hayward at 90. 
Usually he can you can get him in 110, but yeah, that there's still value in that. He could be a top 70 player, um, and you got 20 spots of value at least on that, I reckon. And but I'd much prefer to get him at 100. Kuz goes at 91. I, I worry that the Wizards are gonna um, be annoying with Hachimura and Kuzma and Avdia and Barton, and Kuz gets a little lost. We've seen him do that plenty of times. But I still think, again, when we're looking for rebounds, there's not much around. There's not much around. I do like the fact that Tobias Harris is falling. He shouldn't have. He shouldn't go earlier than this. So people are switched on there. Ooh, the run for assists, man. It's hard. Trey Jones goes 92. It's probably the right spot for him. Um, I will probably... Huh, what am I going to do? Kyle Lowry's on an option for me. Gary Trent goes. Ah, Kyle Lowry. Double cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. Trent went at 93, Lowry at 94. Let's reassess what I'm going to do now because I'm going to have to make a pick as Cool Jay's man thinks what he's doing. Um, I don't normally draft this guy, but is Tyler Hero an option for me? Anthony Simons? Simons. Jalen Suggs goes. I'm going to take Simons. Let's see what happens. And then, with my next pick, I still need some rebounds. Need some steals. Who's a steals guy? Ooh, there's not many of those guys around, is there? Um, Let's take Hero. It's fallen too far. All right, let's take Hero. It's, oh, it's a yuck spot of the draft. It's yuck. Herb Jones would have been a steals option, but I didn't want to sacrifice points. Um... Yeah, I didn't want to sacrifice any points by taking Herb, Herbalife there. So Jalen Suggs, people are, again, these are people who follow me, so they know that I'm interested in Suggs this year, but you can get him at 120, 130. I'm actually doing two mock drafts some uh, this week with other people. I'm on the Roto World live mock draft, which will go out on NBC Sports. So we'll see what other people think there. And I'm doing the Roto Wire Sirius XM mock draft as well later in the week, um, which will go out on Sirius XM. Um, again, against other people who don't necessarily follow me or know what I'm thinking. So we'll see what changes in those sort of drafts. After I took Hero at 98, that's sorry, 97, the Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris, he went at 98. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Brandon Clark at 99, Cameron Johnson at 100. I think that's, yeah, Clark has been pushed up too high in some spots. See him going in the 70s or 80s. 99 is fine. Cam Johnson there is good. Isaiah Jackson is at 101. That's a real lottery ticket, but no worries with it. If Turner goes, he's going to be top 50. And we haven't reached too far. Like, I think round seven would have been too early. Round, if you get him in round nine and round 10, interesting. Here goes Rob Williams. Now, that's obviously a risky play, given that he's out two to three months. But it can pay off big time. The problem I have is it's just going to be so limited, I think, when he comes back that you might not get full Rob Williams till March. That's a distinct possibility. Malcolm Brogdon at 103. Yeah, minutes are going to be up with those guys injured. I don't know whether they start him or they start Luke Cornette or they start Grant Williams or they start Blake Griffin. Lol, it's not, surely not. Did anyone watch Blake Griffin play last season? <clears throat> John Wall at 104. That's too early for me, Jimmy Butthead. Reggie Jackson is running with the starters for the Clippers. Right. Well, John Wall in round 12 or 13 is fine. And the hopes he gets 28 minutes. Not here. This is one of your starters. This is your ninth player. You start 10 players. It's way too early for a guy that currently is the backup. Yeah, I just, I wouldn't do it. And then Mitch Robinson, 
takes it from here. And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Right, we're at 30 minutes for this mock draft. We're getting there. Can we get to f- get this under 40 minutes? Probably not. 45? That's, that's, a, that's a digestible size video, isn't it? Zach, who's the young guy? Uh, is it RJ Barrett? Andrew Wiggins. Zach, are you feeling okay? That's totally fine for Wiggins um, in that spot. We know that the bad free throws are a problem, but I think he's going to keep rebounds a little bit, a little bit higher. RJ Barrett's an interesting one because we know he was outside the top 200 last season, but if you are in a position where you can absorb the piss-poor percentages and that scoring boost, there's just no one who scores like this really available. That bumps him up. Herbalife Jones goes at pick 107. Not sure there's much upside on top of that unless you just really froth turnovers, but his steals are great. The problem is, is if the steals do fall off at all, the value falls off quite a bit, but he's still solid enough there. That's from Andy. Then AJ Kutlu takes Zubats at 108. That reminds me, um, Moses Brown played well against Maccabi Tel Aviv last game. Um, don't get too sucked in. Nobody else played. Brown, I think, probably does make the roster, the old C-parter, but he's going to be a backup, and they're going to play Covington and Morris at backup center a lot as well. So it's not going to be exclusively you know, 20 minutes a night for Moses Brown. Monty Morris goes at 109. I really do like that pick. I was hoping he'd come back to me. Ron Barrett at 110. Again, you've got to take on the issues with percentages, but he's got... Who else has he got on that team? Yeah, Anthony Davis with his bad free throws already. So that that is helpful. Um, and then Zach. Zach probably just really struggling to deal with the fact that he drafted someone old. And he drafted another old guy, Jeremy Grant, who honestly can bust here. Like, he's not super safe. Just depends on how they use him. He, he could... But he could also exceed this. I doubt it, but he could. But he's not safe. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, that is early. Holy shit. Bones Highland at 112. Actually, is it? Maybe I'm maybe I'm misjudging. No, it's not that early, actually. Um, I think some people were... Yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little worried that maybe it doesn't pay off. But we are... Yeah, I'd be more happy to take a boner in round 11. It's my bench. Anything goes. Rather than at round 10, but it's not terrible. It's not terrible. If you are on fan tracks, don't search Bones. He's listed under Nation. Alex Caruso. It's too early, I think. Like he took Wall and Caruso. I think they're too early. I know that Lonzo is going to be out a long time, but Sunmu, Dragic, White. Is Caruso guaranteed 30 plus? I don't think so. I don't think so. Lou Dort, that also feels way too early at 114. Way too early. Yeah, guys around here. Norman Powell. I think Powell's going to start. Um, Kelly Linux an option. Josh the Hitman Hart's here. It is getting rough. I'll admit that. It's not great at this point of the draft. Oh, that's a good one. Spencer Dinwiddie. That is a good one. What do I actually need on this team? I need some steals and rebounds. Who can give me the old boards? Is it Klaxo? Oh, he's... Ooh, but some of his stuff is so bad. Um... Oh, Jack. Well, there you go. Jack times out and gets gets clacked. So I do like the potential of Duarte here. Hart's going to go into my queue. Duarte is going into my queue, but I need rebounds. Hart's the good rebounder there. Hart's an out of position rebounder. Hmm. Yeah, let's take Joshy if he comes. Um, Westbrook at 117. 
I don't mind taking the flyer on him. It appears he's locked in to start. I, I think that team's going to be actually really bad. I know people are people get excited. Anthony Davis said his goal is to play all 82 games. Man, I'm locked in on Anthony Davis. Like, he says the same shit every year. And I guarantee you he's not playing 82 games. I've got a chip on my shoulder. Cool, AD. How about you actually, actually hit more than 18% of your threes? Like, you got to really take... That's my pick now. After Westbrook was Vanderbilt at 118, Jaron Jackson at 119. That's good. I'm going to take Josh the Hitman Hart. And then what am I going to do with my last or my next pick? Hmm. That's where we get interesting. What do I do? Norman Powell? No, I want some... No, let's just take... Let's just take Duarte there. All right. All right. Not super happy with those picks. It's a, it's a rough spot. Hardenstein's available. He's interesting. Brook Lopez is maybe there. A Linux, it's a Linux territory. It's a Kongwu territory. It's Porter's territory. JaVale territory. Cole Anthony and Markel Fultz, depending on which way you want to go there. Isaiah Stewart, firmly in the mix. Wow, Kendrick, I didn't realize Kendrick Nunn was so high in my projections. That's not good. Um, <clears throat> all right, so after Duarte does go, Ayo Desunmu. Desunmu needs big minutes and everyone out to return close to top one field. I'm just, I don't believe in him that much. Robert, uh, Cole Anthony, 123. Field goal percentage is going to hurt. We know this. Covington at 124. RIP your points. McGee at 125. Solid enough. He just went Claxton last round and Jackson. So he's loading up on these back-end blocks, guys. They've got significant deficiencies in their game, but their options there. Alf Stewart goes next at 126. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming glass. Look at the block run here. Covington, McGee, Isaiah Stewart, and Kelly Olenek. People just realizing they need centers, but all these guys have got significant risks. What are they going to do with Stewart? Is it going to be him and Bagley and Duran like battling out for minutes? Will he play at the four at all when they've got Bogdanovich and Bay there? Where does Livers fit in? It is a risk. Olenek, do they actually start him? Do they go with Kessler? If they play Olenek 30 minutes, it's the pick of the draft, but we don't know that. Melton goes at 128. And then the pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. I always find it funny, this you know, off topic of the mock draft, where people you know, hear me talk about players and give nicknames and say stupid shit like this. And they just don't know what I'm saying. Where someone called Harrison Barnes Bonzi, like Bonzi Wells. Oh yeah, I can't wait for um, him, Scotty Barnes to be the new Bonzi. My, is my accent that hard to understand? It's Barnsy. Because it's Barnes. Barnes and Barnsy. I didn't realize that was hard. Anyway, after Barnsy goes at 129, the Humpty Dumpty Benedict Matherin goes at 130. Conley goes at 131. That's strong. Um, oh, what a shock. Zach took the rookie. Um, a Conru goes at 132. I think Matherin's going to be out to the top 200 for two to three months. But then we'll come home stronger. Dylan Brooks at 133. Yeah. Is the right area for him. We know he's going to take shots and he's going to yeah, absolutely desecrate, good word, your field goal percentage. But that's okay. He's fine in that area. My team's really, like, my blocks are absolutely putrid on this team. My turnovers are disgustingly bad. I do need some rebounds and threes. Bob Portis, you look like the perfect player for me. Kelly Oubre at 134. Yeah. Who knows what Clifford thinks? Clifford might go, is this bloke serious? Like, he does not defend at all. I'll see you later. So, 
he could actually bust and someone like Jalen McDaniel steps in. Or maybe they maybe Miles Bridges does actually come back. They sign him and he doesn't get suspended, which would be absolutely wild. And then there's no value in that at all. Pat Williams at 135. Zach, you're back on track. Um, I don't really see the upside for Zach, uh, not for Zach, for Patrick Williams, but at this spot, yeah, sure, knock yourself out. The old man on the street, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. I don't think he's going to start in Utah, but he's going to play a pretty decent role. It doesn't look like he's getting traded, so that's useful for his value as well. And then at 137, after Clarkson goes at 136, it's Boyan Bogdanovic, followed by Patrick Beverly at 138, who at the moment is coming off the bench behind Kendrick Nunn because when you've got a chance to play a lineup that makes sense, you've always got to take the opportunity to not do that. So that's why you would put Beverly on the bench. Yeah, just yeah, making no sense whatsoever. Storm and Norman Powell at 139. Ooh, that is a good pick. I do think he's going to start. He's not going to be as good as he was last season because Kawhi and Paul George are going to be there. But he was good. The interesting thing for the Clippers is, what are they going to do with... Walker Kessler goes, okay, 140. I don't know about that. Um, what are the Clippers going to do with Luke Kennard? One of the best shooters in the entire NBA that might be their 11th best player. It's going to be, come down to really him or Terrence Mann for that last rotation spot. Ah, no. Bobby Portis went. He was exactly who I wanted in that spot. Points and... Th- uh, sorry, rebounds and threes. Who can do that? Ooh, 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 ooh. Aaron Gordon, Jaden McDaniels, Jaden McDaniels, Aaron Gordon. This feels like Aaron Gordon territory. Steven Adams went at 142, new contract extension for him today. Gordon has no upside, but I've got two more picks for upside picks. Kevin Herter. Huh. Oh, I can't get Aaron Gordon. That's an Al. Um, hmm. Maybe. I'm just going to take, again, a bit of upside in this one. If I can find him. I'll take Fultzy. I would have taken him earlier than this normally, but we'll take him here. And then rebound-wise, who am I looking at? And we'll go full upside with the last pick. I think it's going to be... Oh, Hartenstein. Let's just do it. All right, let's hope that Tom Thibodeau realizes, hey, he's probably actually a better option than Mitchell Robinson. I could argue that he's... Not argue. He's already a better offensive player than Mitchell Robinson. I could argue he's equal or not, if not better, as a rim protector. Not shot blocker, as a rim protector than what Robinson is. Now, whether old mate, stubborn comb over, man. Anyone who rocks a comb over, you know they're stubborn. Like, they're just not giving it up. Like, I'm bald. Like, they're stubborn. And that's old mate, Tom. So that's the risk there. John Isaac at 146. Like, I don't know. Does that bloke exist? Pokyshevsky at 147. Good flyer. Brooke Lopez at 148. Really good. Really good pick. I like that. He's gone Portis and Lopez on that same team. That's fine. Yeah, Portis's value as a bench role and as a fill-in starter actually is useful enough at that spot. Like, I wouldn't go higher than that for him. Jaden McDaniel's still available, which is a bit of a surprise. Kevin Herter available. You'd be shocked to know Otto Portis hurt as well. Stunning development there. Um, and then we're getting into real weird territory. Yeah, who's my flyer that I take? Is it Jeremiah Robinson Earl? Is it Jalen Williams at OKC? The good one? The Bronco? Do I take a guy... Ooh, James Wiseman at 150. Jaden Ivey at 149. Okay, we're in flyer territory. No worries. Wiseman was great in that first preseason game, but have a look at the usage and the minutes of everyone else. That no one took... He was the only guy who really took shots. He put up good numbers. Amazing field goal percentage. They looked for him nearly every time. He protected the rim really well. But when things start to matter, you know, Paul's not going to have five points and Steph's not going to have six or whatever it was. So he's not going to have that usage. 
Just remember that. Jaden McDaniels at 151. I like it. How are we going time-wise? 43 minutes. I thought this would have been quicker. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Who is Kevin Herter goes at 152? We've got one round left. Who's my... Richie Jackson's still available. He's actually an option. I'm going to stick him into my queue. Because at this point, he's going to start. Or do I just take Lonzo? Don't think so. Karis LeVert at 153. Quickly at 154. I like Quickly, Zach. But, and I like the pick. But again, what's Thib- Thibodeau going to do? What's Thomas going to provide for us? Something frustrating yet again. Ivan Fournier is going to start, apparently. So that means Quickly, Rose, and Grimes are all coming off the bench. Whew, yikes. Bumba at 155. I just, I've got no interest in my Bumba. Is he even going to play 20 minutes? Don't know. I'd be pretty surprised. Especially if Isaac is actually healthy. I don't think there's any way that Bumba gets 20. I don't see how. Ah, the Bronco went. At 156, Jalen Williams, as does Caleb Martin at 157. I think the Heat might start Haywood Highsmith. That'll be intriguing to see. Trey Murphy's going to be an option for me as a flyer pick. Ah, Reggie Jackson. There he goes, 158. Tari Eason at 159. At the moment, Tari Eason. Zach, that's another rookie. Tari Eason is third string for the Rockets. He is behind Eric Gordon and Jay Sean Tate. He's going to be absolutely, he's not going to provide value early in the season. I'm confident in saying that. Bogdan Bogdanovich at 160. Timmy Hardaway at 161. I do like that one. Seth Curry at 162, pretty solid as well. They're going to start him or Joe Harris. We don't know. They're both coming off surgeries. What am I going to do with my pick? Do I take Dan Gafford? Do I take, no, what I do take is Victor Oladipo. All right, and... Let's just throw him into the queue and be ready to drop him when that doesn't work out. Jalen McDaniels? Taylor Horton Tucker? Probably not. Tom Bryan at 154. The other one, Damian Jones is ahead of Tom Bryan in the rotation. Has not been taken yet. Let's just throw him into the queue. Tom Bryan, Kevin Love at 165. Does Damian Jones make any sense for me? Yeah, he does. The rebounds might be interesting. And if he starts, he's got value. All right, let's do... Ooh, Precious Achua at 167. I think he might start. I'm not sure. And then last pick, I'm going to take Damian Jones. Just to see what happens. So my lineup, I went with Jokic at one, Leonard round two, Kawhi Leonard at round two. Of course, not Myers Leonard. Round three was Bam Adebayo, Ingram in round four, Brunson in round five, Kevin Porter in round six, Jabari Smith in round seven, Anthony Simons in round eight, Tyler Hero. I didn't play the sound. I should do it now. In round nine. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Josh Hart at 10, Duarte 11, Fultz 12, Hartenstein 13, and Damo Jones 14. Um... Jimmy Butthead says, enjoy the long weekend for those in Australia. I just, what? What? Am I missing? It's not a long weekend. What's going on? Um, all right. That'll do it. That's that's the draft. Pretty happy with how it turned out. What'd you guys think? Picking from pick one, Nikola Jokic, um, punted blocks, got good assists, rebounds, steals, field goals, free throws, points. My threes are a bit down, but overall, I'm uh, I'm relatively happy with how that squad turned out. Let me know what you thought of the way this draft panned out. What did you think were surprising moves? 
Um, what did you like as good picks? Drop it in the comments below. Follow this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey, YouTube, drop the comments, thumb it up, subscribe. Subscribe. This is the time to subscribe. We got it done in under 50 minutes. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.